Hello, and welcome to The Crude Report, Argus's podcast series covering global crude oil markets. My name is Jessica Tran for Argus Media. Just like all oil-producing regions, West Africa has been reliant on demand from Asia-Pacific. But unfortunately, according to Argus data, West African crude exports to Asia-Pacific have plummeted to 1.7 million barrels per day, even lower than when the pandemic was at its seemingly lowest point last year. With me for this episode is Nicola DeSantis, one of our crude oil deputy editors and the editor for our Argus West Africa oil service. Welcome, Nicola, and thanks for joining us again. Hey, Jessica. Hope you're safe and well, and thanks again for having me back on the podcast. So to start, how are WAF exports to Asia looking, considering all the uncertainty around COVID? I'd say that the picture could be uh, rosier for, for sellers of West African crude that are trying to uh, place their cargoes in Asia Pacific at the moment, because, um, I mean, obviously the, the main outlets for West African crude are China, uh, that's mainly for Angolan crude, and India for Nigerian supplies. And uh, last month, uh, they, they haven't taken a lot. So basically, as you said, like experts declined to, uh, yeah, just over 1.7 million barrels a day, which is the lowest since October 2015, so a while back. And it's down by 50% from the 2 million plus in June. So um, as you can see, there was like a massive slope in demand. And um, we do believe that it's due to mostly um, weak arbitrage for uh, eastbound shipments of uh, Atlantic Basin crude, which is uh, basically shifting uh, the refiner's focus to Dubai link crude from the Middle East or uh, destocking from storage. So the crude stocking in China actually started, I would say, a couple of months ago and um, is still running. And basically, this is combined with uh, some limited crude imports quota for Chinese independent refiners, which take uh, quite a few cargoes of Angolan crude. So if you uh, mix this with a uh, very low uh, Angolan exports in July, which actually fell below uh, 1 million barrels a day, which is the lowest since, I don't know, at least 2007 is, is the lowest in, since uh, Argus actually started tracking uh, exports of the um, oh, Angolan supplies. So basically, this is the perfect storm. And um, as I said, like exports dip to 1.7 million barrels a day. So now we got the um, September, uh, the trade for September cargoes actually uh, closed. It didn't exactly close, but um, now we're seeing October cargoes trading for September, which is like next month. The, the demand from China has also been uh, rather weak. And uh, we're seeing um, Sanopec's trading arm, uh, Unipec, that has repeatedly offered uh, a handful of Angolan and uh, Congolese supplies on the market. Now, if Unipec offers cargo on the market, obviously it's going to put pressure on prices as uh, the firm is the, is by far the major buyer of Angolan crude. And I would say West African crude overall. If we talk about like October cargoes, trade started last week. And it kind of looks like Chinese buying interest is actually has bounced back a bit. But I think it's still too early to understand how the trading cycle will pan out, to be honest. Uh, when talking about Indian demand for uh, July, that one also uh, fell to uh, 250,000 barrels a day, 
which is, according to our data, uh, the lowest since June 2020. Obviously, the spread of the Delta variant in uh, May and June, when most of the July cargoes uh, traded, um, hasn't helped and has actually pushed uh, refiners to scale back the purchases. We also saw uh, IOC, which is the largest refiner in the country, shutting down its uh, Paradip refinery, which usually uh, receives most of the uh, West African crude uh, heading to India. It closed in uh, in July. I'm not sure whether it has reopened. I think so, but uh, I can't be sure on that. So um, for India as well, uh, we can see that arbitrage opportunities um, for uh, Midis crude pushed IOC to target grades from the UAE mainly. Nowadays, IOC buys, I would say, around two and three million barrels of West African crude, especially uh, Nigerian crude. Uh, out of a total of seven, eight million barrels purchases per tender. Uh, they, they tender almost weekly for their requirements, obviously. So basically, out of the seven, eight million barrels purchases, Nigeria is probably two million barrels, and the balance is usually formed by uh, cheaper grades from, from the UAE at the moment. This compares to, uh, for instance, one or two years ago, the refiner would actually take, I'd say, four, six million barrels of West African crude per tender. So um, as you can see, like there's not much demand for West African crude in India. And even despite the differentials for Nigerian crude are, uh, are very low, perhaps like we, we still need to see how trade uh, evolves for a lot of like September cargoes that are still unsold and the October supplies, which have started to trade, say like a couple of days ago. And if I remember correctly, there were a smaller percentage of WAF crude that would go to European refiners. Um, how is demand looking there? Yeah, you're correct. Like a small percentage of Angolan crude, that's for sure. Nigerian crude uh, it tends to, to go to, to Europe. But uh, now uh, we are seeing that interest for, for from European buyers has resumed from the lows of the first quarter. As countries are gradually, I mean, have eased restrictions and uh, demand for uh, middle distillates uh, picked up ahead of the driving season. But I'd say it still remains a bit timid. Refiners now tend to see Nigerian grades as a plan B with uh, other alternatives from Russia or Caspian or from the Mediterranean offering uh, cheaper options at the moment. Also, you can't really overlook the fact that several refiners in Europe are uh, either shutting down facilities or in the process of converting them to, to produce biofuels, which obviously is not helping. And also there are serious like loading issues at Nigerian terminals, such as the one for Pocados, Quaibo and Brass River that are hampering demand for the grades. We, we're seeing like that demand is, is quite subdued, but they actually uh, sellers are finding alternative outlets in Europe for Nigerian grades, uh, namely uh, the um, Grupa Lotus uh, refiner in, in Poland. Uh, they used to take heavy sweet Nigerian crude, such as Ebok, but I've started taking uh, medium sweet focadas recently for the first time. They process like a cargo in mid-May, I believe, and even more recently they have taken a cargo of fellow Nigerian John's Creek blend. And John's Creek blend is, is, is in line with the uh, Focados purchase, as the crew used to be part of the Focados stream uh, up to 2018. And there is also another refiner 
uh, that has taken crude for the first time since 2019, I believe, which is the um, which is Croatian refiner uh, Ina. Around 600,000 barrels of crude, mainly Nigerian crude, um, it's actually only Nigerian crude is split between Bonga and Egina, two medium sweet grades, have birded at the Omisaj terminal in Croatia. I'm not sure if I <laughs> the correct transition, but <laughs> this is my best shot. Um, I've birded there between 31 um, August and 9 September. And that's the first time uh, since August 2019, according to our uh, tracking. The cargoes, as I said, are probably destined for uh, Inas Ijika refinery. Again, not, <laughs> I'm not the best when it comes to creation uh, names. We believe that the refinery might have up for Nigerian grades to take advantage of differentials in Nigeria, which are still quite low. And they are coinciding with um, rising values for crew from Kazakhstan or Azerbaijan, which are usually favored by Ina. To wrap it up, we, we're definitely seeing some diversifications in terms of outlets in Europe at the moment. Are there any alternative outlets for WAF crude outside of Europe and, and Asia? In Asia, um, at the moment, we, we, we're not seeing the same diversification that we're seeing in Europe, whereas we are, we are tracking some, some new routes towards the US. So basically, like, we have observed, like, some substantial flows uh, going towards uh, Louisiana. And this is not the first time, but flows of West African crude grades to Louisiana has uh, really intensified um, over the second quarter. And um, I believe because of refiners and blenders are basically on the hunt for uh, medium and heavy sweet grades. When it started in uh, in April, traders perceived it as a, I would say, an isolated buy interest spike for medium and heavy grades. But this unusual route, I believe that now has become a stable one. So around 5 million barrels of West African crude have left for Louisiana since April, and almost exclusively for the St. James uh, Logistics Hub. This kind of compares uh, with a total of uh, not even 3 million barrels in the whole 2020 for the US Gulf, so not just Louisiana. So we've seen in 2020 uh, that cargo of uh, Lokele from Cameroon uh, went to Louisiana, of course, another one of uh, Dahlia from, from Angola to St. James, and another one of Light Sweet Quaibo to uh, Corpus Christi. So we're talking about like heavy sour Lokele from Cameroon, heavy sweet Dahlia from Angola and Light Sweet from uh, Nigeria. Now, what we're seeing at the moment is that uh, there is a, a much greater difference Sorry, uh, actually, a smaller diversification case um, of the fifth of the five million barrels departed for Louisiana uh, export were evenly split between uh, medium sweet bonga from Nigeria and uh, heavy sweet dahlia from Angola, apart from uh, again a cargo from uh, Cameroon. Except for just one million barrels of bonga discharging in Houston, the rest of the supplies uh, were booked for the St. James terminal. Now, some traders uh, reckon that a shortage of regionally available um, medium and heavy sweet grades might have prompted refineries in Louisiana to scale up their intake of Nigerian and Angolan grades. But it is still unclear where their supplies might end up as crude arriving at St. James could actually be dispatched to uh, several refineries or even injected into a pipeline system, which are massive, such as the plain All-American pipeline system. 
this one reaches facilities throughout the US and up to Canada. So it's really hard to track down. I believe the most likely recipients for the cargoes could be um, the Norco refinery um, of Shell, Marathon's Greyville, or ExxonMobil's Baton Rouge. Although they, they could also reach Newstar Energy, which is a logistics company with facilities uh, right next to the St. James terminals. Now, I'm talking about this as an odd route, just because we're staffing on expert usually are destined for the Atlantic coast for refineries in Pennsylvania in, or Delaware or even Canada or to Los Angeles on the East Coast. So as you can see, the, in the U.S. as well, sellers are finding alternatives. The, the demand it is to do, but the situation for West Africa crude, I, I believe, is not all in doom and gloom for the moment. So uh, we can still see um, some niche outlets uh, taking my dear West African crude. Great. Thanks for taking the time to update us on West African oil markets. There's a lot going on. <laughs> no, no worries. If you're looking for a source focused on West African oil markets, not just crude oil, but also refined products, consider subscribing to the Argus West Africa Oil Service. For more information on this service and all of our other crude oil services, visit www.argusmedia.com. Thanks for tuning in this week, and we hope you'll come back next week for another episode of The Crude Report.